Ezekiel chapter 40 and verse 2, the Bible says, In the visions of God, he took me into the land of Israel and set me on a very high mountain. On it, toward the south, was something like the structure of a city. Ezekiel chapter number 40 and verse 2. I'll be speaking to us this morning on the triumph of vision. The triumph of vision. This is a month of triumphing in visions. My objective is to get you to a point where you can discover without any shadow of doubt God's vision and purpose for your life. And this month, I believe somebody will make that discovery. If that's you, your amen will be better than that. So I'm going to be doing more teaching than preaching this month. I'm going to try to uh, show you quite a lot of things. So this will be the part one of this message. The triumph of vision. The triumph of vision. Our primary passage for the month says in the visions of God, he, the new King James said, he took me into the land of Israel. He took me in the visions of God. The old King James said he brought he me or God brought he me into the land. So that's the old King James land. In New King James, he said, he took me. He did what? I can't hear you now. He did what? Please look at the actions there. In the visions of the Lord, he took me and he set me. So we are taken by vision and set. As a matter of fact, the easiest way to be Taken out of a terrible place is vision. In the visions of the Lord, he took me <laughs> and set me upon a very high mountain. It is my prayer that this month you will be Taken by vision. Amen. I say somebody here will be taken by vision. Amen. If that person is you, your amen will be better than that. Amen. He said he took me. He took me and then he did what? He set me. So he takes you to position you. That's why the man you should be more careful of or you should watch out for is a man with vision because you never meet him where you left him. <laughs> 
because vision takes him from there and puts him somewhere else. So it does not matter how messy where you are looks like right now. Vision has a way of taking that man and putting him somewhere. And I like the way scripture puts it. He said, he set me not just on a mountain, not just on a high mountain, but on a very high mountain. Now, please take note, that mountain is already high. A high mountain is already higher than a usual mountain. And a very high mountain is the peak of heights. It tells you there is no height that a person of vision cannot come to. I see somebody's journey up beginning today. I say somebody's journey up is beginning today. If you hear me, let your amen be louder than that. So it is in the pursuit of vision that we go up. It is in the pursuit of vision that we do what? We go up. In the pursuit of vision, we go up. In the pursuit of vision that we go up. We go up. So we are not where we are because God wants us there. We are where we are for the lack of the pursuit of vision. Because vision changes our levels. Vision changes our levels. And for somebody here, vision will change your level. You hear me? Let your amen be better than that. Or say like you know, let your amen be better than that. As a matter of fact, you must understand that vision provokes motion. Vision provokes motion. And I'll I give you an, a, a quick illustration. That's why you will find that when you have a baby, like uh, uh, Sister Julie's baby now, when they get to the point where they want the baby to start crawling or they want the baby to start walking, what do you do? You take a toy. And you put the toy some distance from the baby. As long as the baby can see it. There will be a, a willpower to move towards it. The baby will not even know when he will move. What is moving him is his sight. As long as that toy is in view for that child, movement will take place. So it is the sight that is provoking the body movement. I, am I talking to somebody here? So if you can see it, you will move at it. The reason you are not moving at it is because you are not seeing it. So vision provokes motion. Vision provokes motion. There are some things that I do today because of what I see. And I know that one step may not carry me there. But if I just keep my eyes on it, I will keep moving towards it. Am I talking to somebody here? So, it is vision 
that provokes motion. One of the reasons why people are stagnated is because they are not seeing where they should be going to. They have no vision, no purpose. And because they have no vision, they have no motion. They have no vision, then there's no motion. But when there's vision, motion is easy. Now also you find from that test, he said, he said, and he said, only toward the south, the mountain where he sent me, he said there was something, I saw something like the structure of a city. Oh, King James said, by which was as the frame of a city on the south. Now listen to me, in every man's vision lies a city. In every man's vision lies what? I can't hear you now. Lies what? Lies a city. You will continue to see yourself as one man without vision. But when you become a visionary, the Bible says you are a city set on a hill. Not a person. A city. You are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. But it, it will take vision for you to see that about yourself. Is somebody with me here? So it is my prayer. That in this month of triumphing in vision, your eyes will be open. Somebody here, I say your eyes will be open. Oh, I can hear you say my eyes will be open. Somebody who believed that, let me hear your loudest amen. So in every man's vision lies a city. In every man's vision lies establishment. His, his establishment. In every man's vision lies his prosperity. In every man's vision lies his lifting. Am I talking to somebody here? That's why vision is crucial. Somebody says crucial. Talk to me. Somebody says crucial. Please understand that the scripture says it is in the visions of God. It is what? In the visions of God. In the visions of God. Sometimes we are so busy with our life. That we forget God's agenda for our life. We are so busy with our life. We forget God's agenda. But our city lies in God's vision. Our, our establishment. Our lifting. Lies in God's vision for our life. Let me make this statement. I want you to take it to heart. God is not in your life to fulfill your plans. But in your life to use you to fulfill his vision for your life. Can I say that again? God is not in your life to fulfill your plans. But he's in your life to fulfill his vision for your life. So it will do you good to locate his vision for your life because that's what he is there to fulfill. God is not in your life just to fulfill your plans. That's why if he was just there to fulfill your plan, then everything you plan for will happen. 
But he's there to fulfill his vision for your life. So when you locate his vision for your life, are you following what I'm saying? You find fulfillment. Oh, you know, he said, you know, I planned this, it didn't happen. I planned that, it didn't happen. It is you that is planning. Oh, but when I planned this one, it happened because it just happened by accident to fall within the plan. Please understand that God is intentional. Oh, can I say that again? That God is intentional. The Bible didn't understand, the devil rather, didn't understand that. That's why he killed Jesus. That's why the scripture said later, if he had known, he would not have crucified him. Everybody thought that Jesus was suffering and God has abandoned him, but he was intentional. It was all part of the plan. Before the devil realized it, the plan was already accomplished. So every time you locate the intentional plans of God for your life, no devil in hell, or trust me as I say this to you, not even the curse in your family, not even the covenant that holds people down can stop you. Am I talking to somebody here? That's why some of us are not stopped. You think there's no curse in our family? He said, what's giving that because of the causes in my family? Is it only your family that has causes? You know the one that exists in our own? But we located the plan that causes cannot affect. We found the purpose of God for our life. And we can stand above. You see, let me show you scripture. Proverbs 19 verse 21. It said, there are many plans in a man's heart. Are you seeing that? There are many plans in a man's heart. Okay, just say there are many devices in a man's heart. He said, nevertheless, it is the lost counsel that we stand. You know what he's saying there? He said, you have your plans. God has his plans. He said, your plans are many. He said, but the one that will happen, the one that will stand is the lost plan. And trust me, he has a plan for your life. He said the thoughts and the plans that I have towards you are of good and not of evil. So I have a plan for you. Your plan is drowning you. My plan will take you up. Locate my own. Locate my own. <laughs> he said you, you will make many. Many. But the one that will stand, the one that will stand, I pray for somebody today, you will not waste the rest of your life. Yeah. What you are here for, not what people pushed you into. Not what society told you you are, but what God, and I am praying to God, that people will discover their purpose this month. Your eyes will be open. You will come to deep understanding. That this is who God made me. This is my vision. This is my purpose. This is what I should be doing. Trust me. Your establishment is found there. 
You walk through it, you walk with ease. You look at some people's life and you say, it's just easy for them. And you look at your life, it's a struggle. My dear, the reason you consider their life easy for them is because they located their purpose. So it just looks easy. It just looks easy for them. It is my prayer today, by the message of God, somebody will locate their vision. Somebody will locate their vision. Lift your right hand to heaven. Say, oh God. I can't hear you now. Say, oh God. Open my eyes to locate my vision. Oh, talk to me. Say, oh Lord. Open my eyes to locate my vision. Somebody shout it loud. Amen. Very key to lifting. Very key. Young people here present, the old, never too late to start. It's better you find it now and live the rest of your days in joy. Knowing that you are in the purpose of God for your life. So quickly, what is vision? What is vision? Number one, vision is a divine insight into God's plan for your life. Vision is what? A divine what? Insight. A what? A divine insight. Into whose plan? I can hear you now. Into whose plan? Into God's plan for your life. Vision is a divine insight. A divine insight. Into God's plan for your life. I will, I will I'll give you some illustration with some of the points. So please understand quickly from there that God has a plan for your life. Somebody say he has a plan for my life. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. Trust me when I tell you that God has a plan for my life. You have to know that. You have to know that. God has a plan for everybody's life. God has a plan for your life. It does not matter how you got here. There's still a plan for your life. Maybe your parents have finished having children. They have decided, okay, we have stopped. And after five, six years, accidentally, your mother conceived. They said, we didn't plan for this one. It just came. Conception just happened. This child was not planned for. <laughs> but God had a plan. Are you following me here? God had a plan for your life. Maybe you were born as a result of teenage pregnancy. And everybody regretted the conception, blah, blah, blah. And every time you think back about it, you feel, you know, people didn't really want me. I just came as a result of a one-night stand, blah, 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 blah. Listen to me. God had a plan. <laughs> there are people who are living today that several attempts to abort them didn't work. 
Are you following me here? Several attempts to abort them. One of my sisters there is waving her hands. It sounds like a story. Several attempts to abort them. It didn't work. Why? Because there was a plan. So, vision is divine insight into that plan. Into that plan. Now, listen to me. Uh, let's assume that as we came to church this morning, God came here physically. God came here what? Physically. And he said, oh, good morning, church. And we said, good morning. He said, praise God. He said, today, there's no preaching. I'm going to show you on these screens the things that will happen in your life for the next 10 years. Everybody here, one by one. Even if you feel like using the toilet, you won't go. Because you want to know. You would want, how many would want to know? <laughs> you want to know. You want to know so that by the time you know, uh, by Friday, something is happening. Because you know what will happen Saturday, you realize. <laughs> Say, don't worry, this landlord threatening me. I know what is going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> high blood pressure will drop. <laughs> Anxiety will just fade away. Because you know what is going to happen. Because there's a plan. You are not an afterthought. Never think that God wakes up in the morning and think, okay, so what are we going to do in uh, Okishiku's life today? No. It has all been planned before he was born. It is you that is just experiencing it. God has watched it all and rewinded it. The life you are living now is a replay of a finished movie. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. <laughs> Let us say now, let's say you are a football fan. You watch, you watch uh, football. Let me use an example. I used this illustration last, last uh, week. Liverpool. Liverpool were playing one game uh, a Champions League final with AC Milan. What year was that? My wife told me last year. 2005. 2005. By halftime, they were three goals down. Yeah? If you're a Liverpool fan, you didn't know how the thing ended. You were just watching that game for the first time. You don't even know the result. As they are playing, you'll be panicking. What are they playing? Before you kick your table, you won't even know. Because you are just tensed up. Are you following me? But if you have watched the game to the end, you already know the result. You know that even though there were three goals down at halftime, they eventually won the game. When you are watching it again, you'll be very relaxed. If I went, the opener scored their third goal. <laughs> when they scored their third goal, you'll be laughing. And your team is losing, oh, you are laughing. Why? Because you know that. <laughs> you know that the end is a comedy, not a tragedy. There are many people who are panicking because they think the end of their life will be a tragedy. But it's a comedy. This, your life, the movie of your life, is a comedy. That's why the Bible says all things work together. When it gets to the end, even you and everyone around you will laugh. 
Turn to your neighbor now. Tell your neighbor. Say neighbor. neighbor. Don't, be Don't be too quick to assess me. Don't judge me yet. Don't judge me yet. We're still playing out the script. We're still playing out the script. It's too early. It's too early. Give me a few more years. And at that time, if you start marking me, you... Don't mark me now. The student is still writing the exam you are marking. How can you mark a script that an exam has not finished? Wait. 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 Somebody say wait. <laughs> so what is vision number two? It is the unfolding. So number one is divine insight. Number two is the unfolding of divine plan. As it relates to a nation, to a group of people, or an individual. The unfolding. Somebody say the unfolding. So it's not just the seeing it, but also what? The unfolding. The unfolding. Listen to me. When you catch God's vision for your life, you stop looking down on yourself. Self-confidence rises. In fact, you, it kills your wishing to be like somebody else. A man of vision, one of the signs you know a man of vision is that he does not desire to be like somebody else. People inspire him or inspire her, but he, he or she does not want to because he has a vision. Is somebody following me here? So it's the unfolding. In Jeremiah chapter 1, Jeremiah did not know himself. So God, God was speaking to him. He said, I'm sending you. He said, Lord, he said, I am, I'm a child. I'm only a child. I don't, I don't even know what, how to talk. God said, shut up. He said, shut up. Please put up Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. He said, before I formed you, I knew you. Jeremiah 1 verse 5, put it up. He said, before I formed thee, in the belly, I what? I knew you. And before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He said, so I know, I know you more than yourself. Say, shut up, shut up. Are you, are you following me here? It is the unfolding. God was saying to Jeremiah, what, what are you talking about? He said, I'm just a child. You know, I cannot talk. Well, how will I be able to? He said, shut up, shut up. Keep quiet. That person you are describing is not you. <laughs> I knew you. Before I found, now listen to this. I, I need to help you understand it. I, don't, I know the children have gone upstairs. Is there any child down here? Let me use the two. Okay, maybe Chibuzo, come, come, come. I know you have graduated from uh, Sunday school. Chibuzo is 11 years old now. 12. Oh, he's 12. Wow. He's almost taller than me. <laughs> I remember when I dedicated him here. <laughs> All right, look at Chibuzo now. If the height is the same, he will be taller than me soon. <laughs> I have to start respecting myself around him. 
Praise God. All right then. Follow me now. If I come to church and I say, I know Chibuzo. Yeah? You can understand it. Because there's Chibuzo here. He's 12 years old. But if 15 years ago, I came and I said, I know Chibuzo. Even the mother. Come, the woman who gave birth to her. Even if I, I think it's your heels that is making you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, please follow me. If I if I came to the mother fifteen years ago, no, he's already taller than her, and I said to her that I know Chibuzo. Even herself will be asking me, who is Chibuzo? Because 15 years ago, as far as she is concerned, there was no Chibuzo. But God is saying, I knew Chibuzo 50 years ago. I don't know if you got that. Chibuzo is 12 years old. He said, before you were formed, before Pastor K said hello to Sister Choma, and the hello led to, I love you, and got married. God already knew Chibuzo. Okay, I don't, did you get what I am saying? He said, Chibuzo, it is for you that Chibuzo started 12 years ago. <laughs> but for God, Chibuzo had been proposed from the foundations of the earth. So it was not the decision of Okejuku and Choma that brought Chibuzo. In fact, it may be that it is because of Chibuzo that God brought Okeshuku and Choma together. Yeah. <laughs> Are you following me here? He said, before, before I formed thee, I knew thee. And before that came, I knew thee. In the belly, I knew thee. He said, um, before I formed in the belly, I knew thee. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew thee. So before you came together in the belly, before cells, fertilized cells in the belly, I already knew you. Before you came out, I already sanctified you. I already set you apart. Before you were born. I already set you apart. So you were set apart before you were born. If your life go haywire, it is because you walked from the path that I set you. Otherwise, I already did it. <laughs> and I have already ordained you a prophet. Listen, listen. I, 
Our then pastor, okay, pastor, a few years ago, 2015. Yeah. That was as far as we are consigned. That's when Pastor K was ordained. Huh? The truth is, God ordained him before he was born. We only discovered that ordination in 2015 and replicated it. <laughs> we replaced it. It's ordained him. Is somebody following me here? Please, I need you to understand this. I need it to, to drive in, sink into you. So, God did not create Chibuzo and then now, uh, you know, start, and started thinking, okay, what do we do with this boy now? Um, this, this new boy we just created now, um, what can we do with him? What can we do with him? No, 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 no. That's not what happened. What happened, I tell you how, what, how it happened. What happened was, there was a need. And God, let's say, okay, let me use now. Thank you. I really need you to go back. Let, let me use um, somebody else now for this illustration. There, there, God, in a few years or many years ago, because you see, God is not held by time. He can go forward. In time and go backward. The Bible says he declares the end from the beginning. You know what that means? He knows the end. God knows 2019. He knows 2020. He knows 2050. He knows, you know, 2090. He knows. He declares it. He knows it. So he knows what will happen there. So God, God knew that, you know, so many years ago from foundation, he knew there would be a church. In London, somewhere in Woodgreen. He knew that the, the, the kind of people that will be in the church. Are you following me? Then he knew that, okay, that there will be, um, okay, let me use media. Maybe I use Aisha as this illustration. He knew that there will be a media ministry. And he knew that there will be a need for somebody to anchor the media. And the person needs to have a certain kind of temperament to be able to work with the pastor. Are you following me? And so he, he thought, okay, okay. And this church, you know, will have predominantly this kind of people. We need this kind of person to do that. This was many years ago. So that's okay. Let's, okay, so this is the kind of DNA that the person needs to have. The composition of the DNA. Then God went to, okay, he went to Nigeria and looked for a man called uh, Tunde Mustafa. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and a lady called Jackie and brought them together. Are, are you following me? Because he knows that he can get the DNA composition from the two to bring out the Aisha. And then as the Aisha was growing, the Aisha thought that she was the one that decided to go and read media, photography and editing. But no, it was all part of the plan. And God just put that interest in. I said, I just, I just like this. Like, it's not you that like it. <laughs> I, 
Are you following what I'm saying? Because God knows that she will, she, the, the pastor of the church would walk in the miraculous and there will be need to document those things and there will be a need for, uh, follow me. Because God is very intentional. So, you know, she, she goes to the school and she graduates and she comes out and God knows, okay, you know, how do I get this girl to be able to get into this place? Then God says, okay, the mother is laid back. She will not uh, say anything. She's quiet. Because they've been coming to the church with the mother. And many people didn't even know Aisha or know the... They've been coming you know, for many years. You, you some of us think maybe Aisha just came to this church a few years ago. She has been here. People like Pastor Ugo will know. Sunday school or youth, whatever. Then God said, okay, let's get the father saved. Then the father became saved. <laughs> then God now pumps zeal into the father. He wants his household to serve God. To push up. You, you think God does it. It's just the intentional workings of God. So before you know it, one day, pastor, the father comes to pastor's office and says, Pastor, you know my children, they just come to church. I need them to get involved in the work of God. So I said, okay, well, your daughter, Aisha, what? He said she is graduated. What did she read? Say media. I said, she has a camera. I said, let her be bringing the camera to church. Just be taking picture. Whether we use the picture or not, let her just be taking. Take picture, video, just. We did not know at that time that we are going to employ media staff. But God already knew. Please understand how this thing is orchestrated. It is that orchestration that made me to meet my wife. If she, she had an accident, if she didn't have that accident, I would not have met her. Car accident on motorway, her car was written off, and when the car was written off, I think they paid her some money, and she decided she was in Bristol, and decided to use the money to do some uh, renovation, decorative work in her mother's place, and myself, Pastor Yemi, we had already planned to go to our mother's place for lunch. We have planned it several months in advance. The day we went for the lunch just coincided with the day she came to do renovation. We didn't even know that Mommy Bele had uh, another child. We just knew uh, that time, brother, okay, and uh, Ngozi. So we got there. They introduced. So who is this? Say he's a uh, child. Hey, you have another child. Do you go to church? Say no. That time she just graduated from law, so she was trying to prove. You know when you have children who went to, when they come back from their, from their studies, they want to prove to you that they are lawyers. If you are their father, you have to hold their ears. <laughs> Pastor K was pinching her that they said she was proving to us. Now you don't go to church, okay? Why? Say why not? Why do I have to? He just. Speaking, my wife. <laughs> she was speaking for them for us. We had... I looked at her that day. In my heart, I said, this guy is lost. <laughs> I didn't know she would become my wife. <laughs> I said, this guy. She's lost. <laughs> She's lost. <laughs> but by divine orchestration. Are you following me? 
Please, you need to catch it. Ah, my time is going up. <laughs> it's by divine orchestration. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so, God, God said, he said, before I formed you, I knew you, Jeremiah. What are you talking about? I know you. I know. He said, you are a prophet. Fast forward a few chapters after. By, I think, chapter 11. Same God, now asking Jeremiah. He said, now, what do you see? He said, I see the branch of an almond tree. And God said, now you are talking. You are beginning to see yourself the way I made you. He could not see it in chapter 1. But as God helped him, and he began to discover who he was, when God he said, I see the bride. He said, you have seen well. <laughs> I will hasten now my words to perform it. He said, now that you can see it, I will not begin to hasten it. May you see what he has conceived for you. What is standing between you and the performance is that you can't see it. I was saying, I think it was to Aisha, this one day this week, we were working on something in the office. And I said, you know, I said, I see myself. I said, I know a lot of people respect me and they look very high at me. I said, but I, I see the position where I am now to be very small. I said, because, maybe because of the fact I can see where I'm going to and how big it is. So where I am now, because I can get premature satisfaction. You know it's, it's premature satisfaction. Premature satisfaction because you know everybody admire you. People look at where you are, you say yes, yes, yes. And you just, some people arrive at the end of the runway of their takeoff. The flight that's supposed to take them at the end of that runway, that's where they land. Because everybody... <laughs> Everybody's like, great, great. Oh, what a wonderful man. What is this? He's this. He just lied. Yes. A wonderful man. <laughs> Whereas there are eyes up there. God said, now that you can see it, he said, we're not hasten. My word to perform it. Somebody is entering a performance. If that sounds like you, your amen will be better than that. All right, please put the scripture down. You can read it when you get home at Galatians chapter 1, 15 to 16. Number three, what is vision? It is a discovery of the manufacturer's purpose for making a thing. Every manufacturer has a purpose before he makes a thing. So discovery of the manufacturer's purpose discovery of the manufacturer's purpose for making a thing. That's vision. The question was actually, why was I made? Why am I here? Why did God allow me to be born? Why? 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 So you can get it. Number four, it is the realization of oneself. So you are not trying to become, you are realizing who you are. Jeremiah is our example there. Is the real God say you are already a prophet? I'm not trying to make you one before you came. So, vision is the realization of oneself. What number is that? Number four. Number five now. 
It is access to the picture of your future. Access to the picture of your future. That's vision. Access to the picture of your future. Access to the picture of your future. That's vision. That's vision. That's vision. Please write this passage down. Micah chapter 3 verse 6 to 7. Micah chapter 3 verse 6 to 7. It will help you with the next point. I'm going to give number 5. What is vision? Oh yeah, number 6 rather. Number 6. What is vision? Number 6. Visions are answers from God for man's questions. In Micah chapter 3, verse 6 to 7, it says, Therefore you shall have night without a vision. And you shall have darkness without divination. The sun shall go down on the prophets, and the day shall be dark for them. So the seers shall be ashamed, and the diviners abashed. Indeed, they shall all cover their lips. He said, for there is no answer from God. So the lack of vision is the lack of answer from God. So what is vision then? Number six, vision are answers from God for man's questions. Visions are answers from God for man's question. Number seven, and that's where I would stop today. Thank you, Lord. Number seven, vision are a report from the Lord. Somebody say a report. I can't hear you now. Somebody say a report. Talk to somebody. Say visions are a report from the Lord. Obadiah chapter one and verse one. Obadiah one one. He says the vision of Obadiah. Thus says the Lord God consigning Adam. He said, we have heard a report from the Lord. Old King James puts it as a rumor, but New King James said the report. He said, we have heard a report from the Lord. And a messenger has been sent among the nations saying, arise and let us rise up against her for battle. We have heard a report. So visions are a report from the Lord. What kind of report are we talking about here? A report about your future. And the truth is that only God can give a report about your future. If I ask you now to write a report about yourself, most of the things you will write are the things that happened yesterday. And maybe what is just happening now. You can't write a report about your tomorrow. Am I talking to somebody here? Because you don't know your tomorrow. But God can report about your tomorrow. That's why you go to him to get vision. Because vision is the report about your future. Somebody say the report. I can't hear you now. Somebody say the report. Say like you know it. Somebody say the report. Now this is essential because the life you now live is a replay of an already completed work and movie like I said before. So if you have visions, it's a report about your future. In Daniel chapter 8, verse 26, it says, And the visions, Daniel 8, and verse number 26, it says, 
and the vision of the evenings and morning, which was told is true. He said, therefore, seal up the vision. He said, for it refers to many days in the future. The vision is what? Referring to when? Many days. When? In the future. Many days in the future. That's why you read in the scripture and it says the vision is for an appointed time. And I, 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 like I told South London last week because I was dealing with part one with them last week. Uh, usually we handle part one here before I'm doing that. But because of the, we are the guest minister here. So they will be hearing part two today. And you will hear part two next week. But follow it as you are going. Go and digest this one. Don't be in a hurry to hear part two. <laughs> Walk with this one. Are you following me? <laughs> are you following me here? So he said, he said, therefore, seal up the vision. I will be dealing with why, why seal up the vision. He said, therefore, seal up the vision for it refers to many days in the future. Why is the vision sealed up? Why is it sealed up? And it refers to many days. So your future, you must understand, is not your design or your desire, but your discovery. Your future is not your design or your desire, but your what? Your discovery. Your future is in your discovery, not in your design or your desire. So you discover your future. Because your future is already designed by the master planner. You discover it. That's why everybody in this church, you must get in a discovery mode. You must get in a discovery mode. Because when you discover your future, you, so, you see, if everybody discovers their future, or uh, take a discovery of their vision, NHS bills will drop. Do you know? Most of the NHS visitation will reduce. Because people sometimes are anxious because you don't know what is before you. Somebody's going for a job interview is anxious. Their boss say want to see them, they're anxious. There's restructuring happening in the organization, they're anxious. Are you following me here? But if you know that you're untouchable, you know how tomorrow will play, are you relaxed? You rest. You don't panic, you don't fret, you don't shake. So please understand that your future is not in your design or your desire, but in your discovery. The scripture says it is not in your plans, but in God's plan. For he said, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. I know what? The thoughts that I have towards you. I know the thoughts. And that's where I'm going to pick up from. Because I'm going to look at it from different translations. So you can get it. And say, where there is, that's why scripture says, where there is no vision, the people perish. One translation says, where there's no vision, the people cast off restraint. Another one says, where there's no vision, say the people go wide. They go, you know why they go wide? Because they don't know the path. They, they scatter. They go wild. They are just running. You know, okay, everybody is doing uh, this business now. They just run there. It's, it's not working. This is the thing now. They just run there. 
Oh, they, okay, this is the one that they just, they go wild. They go wide. They are moved by what is happening. They are not moved by a sense of purpose. One translation, if I just read that translation for the first time, uh, maybe a week today, it says, where there's no vision, it says the people are naked. Where there's no vision, the people are what? It said they are naked. They are not clothed. Nothing is clothing them. They are exposed to the elements. There's no covering. They are exposed. They are naked. Where there is no vision, they cast off restraint. Because vision gives your life a sense of purpose. You start behaving responsibly when you have vision. Irresponsibility is a product of lack of vision. The day, especially for youth, when a young person catches a sense of vision, that day they mature. That's why some people mature at the age of 12. Some mature at the age of 16. Some at the age of 30. Some at 40, they are still not matured yet. That's why they say fool at 40. It's a fool forever. They are, no, I'm telling you now, it's true. When you see some, you, you, some of you here, you'd have met some young people, teenagers, that you, you see the way they behave, the way they are. He said, at more mature than his age. He has a sense of focus, driven by the vision that he has for his life, that he's seen. We continue next Sunday. Let's rise. Thank you, Lord. Have you been blessed by the word today? We must locate the vision for our life. Lift your two hands now. You're going to take a few minutes of prayer. Pastor Go will be leading us in the sessions of prayer. You are going to, you know, locate in the place of prayer. Lord, I don't want to live just anyhow. I don't want to live the naked life. <laughs> I don't want to live running other people's lives. Help me to look at mine. But we'll first of all begin by appreciating God for sending us such a word. I told you when I began that the word God is sending to us is enough. An encounter with it can change your life forever. This is just the introduction. Just introduce. When I say, don't miss any service. So, take advantage of this. The price you pay to locate the vision for your life now will mean a lot for the rest of your life. First, lift your two hands and begin to appreciate God for sending us such a word. Come on. Everybody say, Lord, I'm grateful. I appreciate you for your word. 